Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles here with Christian, Eric, Scott, Jen. No skiff tonight, but in skiff's place we have our guest Kyle back again. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Uh, you uh, you got quite a uh, you know quite an ovation from the uh, from the fans last week, and so we uh, we felt like we needed to bring you back again. So thank you for uh, for, for joining us. Thank you for having me back. That was a lot of fun last week, so I had to come and, back and do it again. Yeah, and we're, we're glad to see that we can actually hear you this time. We got some, we got the, <laughs> yeah, the you know. audio issues fixed. This yeah, is we just, adapt and we overcome. That's right. Further proof that the fans have no idea what they're talking about. Right. Mm. I mean, they let you stay, so. Yeah, true. They don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't listen. Oh, Speaking of not listening, uh, I'm going to toss it over to Christian now who hasn't heard a word I've said so far. And uh, so he can start talking about the Euros, which uh, we wrapped up group play uh, yesterday. And honestly, we had some exciting uh, third games in each group. So mm-hmm. Christian, give us, a, give us a quick rundown. Let's get started. All right. So as Charles said, we are now entering the knockout stages of Euro 2020. So the league tables, I will just go through uh, the top two in each each group and then uh and then tell you who's playing who in the playoffs so group a italy wales went through as one two b belgium denmark c netherlands austria d england croatia e sweden spain and then in f france and then some uh, other country and i think portugal also came through in that group all right so Playoffs. Saturday, we start with Wales-Denmark. So it's uh, it's a bit of a reunion game for those who were big fans of Ericsson because they are playing in the Amsterdam arena. Jen, you have your hand up like we're in school. What's up? I do. I have a question. All right. So not all the third place teams advanced, right? So it's it was four, four of the yeah. third place. So which, which of the third place teams advanced? All right. So... We have from Group A, Switzerland advanced. And Group B, nobody, I believe. From C, Ukraine. D, Czech Republic. E, nobody. And F, Portugal. Okay, just checking. Made sure I had had the data right. So on Saturday, we have Wales, Denmark, Italy, Austria. Sunday. We have Netherlands, Czech Republic, Belgium, Portugal, arguably the second game of the round. Monday, Croatia, Spain, and then France, Switzerland. Tuesday, Sweden, Ukraine, and then the old enemy game, England, Germany. So congratulations to Germany for getting through to the next round of the Euros. So, uh, so we can talk a little bit about the, the game. So, Wales, Denmark, how are we thinking we're looking there? Before, before we get into the games, clearly UEFA are not run by the same people that do the uh, college football playoff committee because they would never put these two matchups in, in the second round of the playoffs. I mean, Belgium, right. Portugal, England, Germany, now? I mean, that sounds like semifinal matchups, not, not round of 16 matchups. <laughs> Right, right. And it does seem really weird that no matter who, like, if England won the group, it was either Germany, Portugal, or France, right? Right, right. 
yeah, it was a little strange. But get into Wales Denmark. That <clears throat> honestly, this of the two Saturday games, this is my the, the one that I want to watch. I, Italy Austria, great, whatever. I think Italy's going to run through that game, no problem. Um, but Whoa. Wales, Wales have been much. They're finally. It, it seems to me like they're finally living up to the names that they have on their sheet. They've always been one of those like, oh, we've got some good players. Okay, that's great. Can they actually play together? Like, I mean, you know, you've got players that play on international team or you know, different top clubs. But as a as a country, Wales have have just now started to finally you know reach that ascension point. And this is a great chance for them to show them because they're playing a Denmark squad that is inspired. And I mean, we all we you, we we labored on and on about what happened with Christian Eriksen, um, and obviously as evidenced by their their most recent form that has inspired them and they have been started playing really really well now granted they were expected to do well but they they haven't let what happened to christian erickson set them back at all so this game could be uh you know possibly one of the best of, of the round of 16 um overall i'm honestly thinking this one might go to extra time because of of how how well matched these two teams are so I want to just say that in 2016, Wales did get to the semi-final of the tournament. I don't remember that, but they, you, they, weren't that good then. <laughs> they weren't that good then either. They played against Portugal, but then they did have peak Bale, peak Ramsey, you know, a good center forward, a couple of good center halves. Mm-hmm. But now they have a little bit of speed with uh, our own Dan James. You know, we have Bale, who unfortunately, you know, at Tottenham, so his career obviously took a, a backward move, and it's, uh, it's headed, it's on the downturn, right? But Ramsey seems to be playing well, so he hasn't played a lot at Juve, so uh, so they I think they well, have a shot. Ramsey's finally at a real club, well, for sure, right? <laughs> Where is I mean, this one going to be played? Sorry, Copenhagen, Amsterdam. This will be played at the Amsterdam Instagram. Arena. I mean, we're so really neutral for one weekend. He starts giving us duff information the next. Thought he was going to brought back. <laughs> hey, dude. Can we be honest? The, <laughs> well, Wales, Wales is not very good. What? Neither are Denmark. They're not, De- Denmark, I think Denmark is better than Wales. Den- Wales looked yeah, but horrendous it's a one-off against... Team. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I didn't say they, they would lose. I'm just saying they're not very good team. Um, was it, it was Switzerland they played first, if I'm not mistaken? in the group and they looked absolutely abject. Like they had no interest in playing. Bale didn't even look like he was interested or on the pitch. I think he touched the ball five times. Um, and how did I they do? They drew. Oh. And they were lucky. They were lucky to draw. Um, I, I think something similar will play out here. I think Denmark wins personally. Okay, but the first game, the first game of a tournament for for any team can be written off. I mean, you know, you just to get the players together after they played their long seasons, and you're trying to get them to mesh well. You you know, it's it can, can be kind of a toss up. So for them to come out and play Switzerland that well is is honestly, I, I think it's more of a prop sim. I'm not saying that Wales is by any means going to go on to to get this even to the semifinals, but I think I I can pick. I could pick three teams easily out of the round of 16 that they're better than. Well, part of what I thought was interesting about their last game against Italy is they were down a man after the, what, 55, 56 minute. Um, So the fact that they held Italy to just one was honestly pretty kind of exciting. Well, Italy wasn't really 
super interested though, right? I mean, they they were because it's you only play three group matches. I'm not saying they weren't into it at all, but they didn't need anything out of that. I, I think Wales are overhyped in this tournament. I mean, I, I watched all their matches, and I, I'm you know James's pace is is very important on the other side of Bale, um, but they've got five players that are pretty good and six championship players. Otherwise, I mean. I think if we're being honest about the whale squad, it's not very good. Well, no, I mean, it's not, it's not a world beater squad, but Denmark is not a superpower either. They've got, you know, they've got, um, what's Schmeichel and goal. They got Andreas Christensen at the back. You know, they've got, mm-hmm. uh, Hoy, is Bear yeah. through the middle, you know, no Ericsson. So they're playing in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, not even the best midfielder at your club, but all right. I didn't say that. Uh, but, Just know. look at the statistics. Chances <laughs> yeah, created. Yeah, I think it's a toss-up. Before, yeah. before we, we, can, we move forward with this discussion, can we talk about Eric Christensen? Or, sorry, uh, yeah, Eric Christensen's goal. Andreas Christensen? Andre, Andreas Christensen. Andreas, yeah, same thing. Crazy. That was... Uh, Not the same was, thing. <laughs> he, um, Whoever it was. So he isn't that mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah. So he so. hasn't scored for Chelsea yet. He's, Shocked. he's you know, he's... Has, yeah. Little right. spoon. Yeah. Hasn't played for Chelsea yet. It's been injured a lot when he's been at Chelsea. This past season, he's played probably the best he's looked since he's been at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But that goal he scored, when he scored it to get them through, was just pure insanity. Obviously, they went on and scored again. But to hit that ball from where he did, yeah. top bins, you know, just it was one of my the favorite best goals goal of the weekend. So far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Easily. That was, that was Christian Eriksen's right foot. Had to be. Got it. He borrowed it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. From on high, I I, I told my wife that's the that's the shot that everybody hits in practice, like just on the off chance you might make it, but it always goes twenty or thirty yards over the goal. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely went in at the right time. It's how I play pool. Like you just kind of shoot, and you're like, "Yeah, sweet, I made it. Yeah, suck it." And you're like, "Yeah, no, couldn't do it again." Hundred million years. Okay, so. So who are we all picking here? I think I've made my point pretty clear. I'm taking Denmark. Are we are we saying who we think's going to win or who we want to win? You can <laughs> I feel like this is you, always my question. You can, you can pick both. You can say both. Head heart. She's yeah. just going to pick both teams. Correct. <laughs> but we need to know. I which actually is which. totally will. <laughs> this one. I yeah. think I think Wales will come out and get the win. I don't know if it'll go to extra time. I don't know if they'll come out and just put three or four passing, but I think they're clicking at the right time. They've looked better since every game. Um, Bale didn't look 32 years old in the last game. Ramsey looked like he had a pulse in the last game, the last two games. So I think they come out and they actually beat Denmark, maybe one nothing or 2-1, but I think Wales gets the win. Can I ask a, I ask a question real quick? Yeah. The, sorry. The fact that they had a red card, what does that mean? Do they just have to sit out one game for, like, in the tournament? Or is it – does anybody know the rules? I don't Scott, know that. Did you see the red card? I didn't watch that game. Mm-mm. It was two yellows, right? So it, oh, it's, it's just, just one game. game. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Chelsea, Chelsea man, Ethan Ampadu. Let's go. Oh, Shout that, that was him. a little soft. I do remember that now. I did see that. That was soft, in my opinion. Yeah. So he should be better. That was a straight red. That was a straight red. That was a straight red. Eric, what's your prediction? I say uh, uh, Denmark 2-1. Okay, Jen? There you go. Who's head, who's heart? <laughs> Denmark is heart, Wales is head. Oh, that's the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, me too. 
All right. Um, I I agree with Chris, uh, with Kyle. Um, I do think, like I said, I do think it goes to the extra time, and I think Dan James scores the winner. Oh wow! <laughs> For who? You heard me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He didn't say. Dan James so, doesn't yes. get anywhere near his own goal, so it's nice he, he scored since he played for uh, for Swansea. I don't know. Yeah, if I he did, it was probably goals. against Chelsea. <laughs> five or six goals. Uh, I'm going to so say Denmark four nil. Wow! Wow! Okay. Olsen, just smearing the floor with them. Not all even right. just like starting off with the, uh, them out the door. No, I, I. This is this is this is psychology right here. Denmark is the new leads. <laughs> all right over to, to italy austria let's talk about that one how what do we see playing out there because kyle obviously had some like way not so fast my friend he did kind of energy going on earlier all right kyle go ahead um so I, w- I was talking to christian about this game after it was announced that they were going to be playing austria he made a good point you know it's i don't know if italy will walk the game like they have in the group i mean every game in the group they've been clear-cut best team in the game you know they're probably the best team in the tournament right now uh they definitely have the best attack going forward but austria is no slouches you know they've got they've got um title winning talent on their team they've got david alaba you know they got marcel sabitzer through the middle who plays for leipzig you know they're not they're not the walkover that people think uh well you know rmp rip to his career but you know but I don't think it'll be a walkover. I think Austria will make a game of it. I think Italy ultimately wins, but I, you know, I don't think it will be a three or four nil game. I think it might be one one late into the game. So what, what kind of thing? I'm curious to see what Italy does in midfield because I think that they had some fitness issues with Baratti and some of their main names in the squad and Locatelli and and those guys played really well in the first two games and then Baratti came in played really well in the third match. I'm curious to see what Mancini does with the starting 11, how he how he blends the two. Because the first two games, they looked like an absolute machine. And they did the third match too, but it was a kind of a different 11. So I'm really curious to see his selection and how that blends with, um, with the combination of the 11s moving forward. Who They've looked guys... like the best team. Like the best team, how they press together, how they react to the pressing triggers the same way. Gaps are never, never in in the press. And the hardest things in an international play are things that require chemistry and timing and kind of doing things as a group because you don't get a lot of time together, right? And Italy haven't missed a beat on any of those things. Like I, I really can't believe it. They look like a club team the way they play together. It's really impressive. I think what helps them is, I think what helps is a lot of them play in Syria. And there's a lot of similar styles in Syria. It's the same thing with the German team. If you look at that German starting 11, I think most of it, if not with the exception, maybe two or three spots are Bayern Munich players. So they know how to play together. Um, So it's a similar concept with the um, Italy boys. But I mean, they're clear cut the best team so far, but it's a knockout. I hope some other club gets suckered into Mancini because I think he's got very little to do with it personally. Who do you guys think is better, uh, the Netherlands or Italy? What do you mean by better? If you put them in, in a game, who would win? The Netherlands. Italy. Italy, and, and quite Italy. easily. Okay. Quite easily. I think Italy okay. would stuff them in a locker. Okay. Well, the Netherlands yeah. stuffed Austria in a locker, and that's why I'm saying Italy is going to absolutely oh, okay. romp See, through this game. See, that was a trap. Right. You but when did, sly. You <laughs> sly. When did, 
That but was when did Italy play question. Austria? Game when two. did Italy play Austria? Game two? Oh, okay. Italy? No, no, sorry. Yeah. No, you, say, you mean Netherlands? Yes. When did they play? Yeah, game two. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I just, I gotcha. don't think it's going to be the walkover game that you that you think it's going to be. I think the prob- problem we, with Austria... Can we all ag- Go ahead, Jen. I was just going to say, can we all agree that it's Italy's game to lose? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be the clear favorites in this game. I mean, uh, if yeah. anything, Austria is going to going to ha- have to rely on some sort of an underdog mentality to to fight back in this one. Well, Austria well, has house money. Austria has good players in pockets. Mm-hmm. Italy has good players mm-hmm. all over everywhere. Yeah, that's the difference. It's it's one of those where Aust- like what uh, one of these few Austrian talents have to have a you know a game of their lives type game, and um, having your one of your best players play at, at center back is challenging in one of these tournaments. Um, because there's only so much they can do. Like your partner could play like crap and you could play a 10 out of 10, you lose four nil. Right. Mm-hmm. So Alibaz is kind of on, on an Island back there. So. Four nil Italy. I, I actually think it'll be tight, but I think it's, it's like a comfortable one nil that <laughs> Austria has very few chances. Christian, you are painting with such a broad brush. Like this evening, you're like, ah, just Austria leads 3.0. <laughs> I think it'll be close too. I'm gonna go uh, two one Italy. Two one Italy. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, what was your uh, what was your prediction? Uh, I was, I'll I'll go two one Italy as well, but I think it'll be close late. Okay. I think Austria is gonna play them a little tight, and Italy might come out a little tight because they. I mean, they walk the group, but now I mean the hard part starts. You don't have, you can't lose one game and still go through if you lose you're out so they might come out a little tight i mean i doubt it but there's always a chance i don't know and austria is not playing the austria has nothing to lose at this point italy didn't really walk the group i mean they fought against a a 10-man whale squad and only won one nothing so (laughs) a rough one to finish off with jen do i have to give a number or can i just say team you can just say team you do what you want yeah fair enough i'm a woman i'm anyway so (laughs) Italy. Italy. All right. Very good. Okay. On to Sunday, which has did – did we get Scott? I think we got Scott, right? We did. Okay. We did. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, probably. Where we have probably one of the other most lopsided matches, uh, Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. What do you guys Whoa. think? Oh, are you thinking Czech Republic one-sided? No. Is that a real question? No. Yeah. Why, why would I – why would I think the Czech Republic so, was going to be? Because he's Christian. So, so Czech Republic play a very uh, traditional English kind of a way, right? They have a very good centre forward and they put crosses into him so he can put the ball into the back of the net. The weakness for the Netherlands team is that Danny Blind is like four foot eight, right? Mm-hmm. So they just put the ball over and it's a goal. All of the Netherlands... Uh, goals have been scored from uh, Wijnaldum or Ginny, right? So, mark him out of the game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Trevor Republic steal it 2 1. Oh, wow. That's, that was the last person that I thought was going to come out with that response. Uh, I mean, after watching them play England and, and 
England were clearly the better team on the field. Uh, Yeah, they only won by one. Well, I'm saying the scoreline did not reflect the game, in in my personal opinion. Um, The Czech Republic looks old. They look tired. They look they look on the way out and um, they very much mirror Croatia in my opinion in that respect. Say, she don't mean Croatia because Croatia look like they look the, the Czech Republic looks the same I was about to say the same thing like you're describing Croatia to me yeah yeah exactly I, I think they're in the same they're both in the same boat and I think that that's going to work against them against the Netherlands team that is young hungry and quite good and and actually has a you know some lethal strikers well, the Czech Republic has a couple of decent players, though. I mean, Schick, uh, that goal, obviously, was incredible. And he's a decent striker. He's not like a, you know, top five, top ten striker in the world, but he's pretty good. And Suchek is on this team. And Sufal's on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some decent midfield. There's decent mid- There's decent players at every level, I guess I'd say, for the Czech Republic. And I don't know how different they are than Denmark or somebody like that. They're They're talented in some areas and sprinkled with championship players and others. It's just, you know, very inconsistent and, and whichever teams and good players have a good day is going to win. I, I don't think this is one that's a slam dunk. I think, uh, I think the Netherlands will win one, nothing. Um, I think Christian made a lot of good points. Um, you know, they're not infallible, but, I do think they'll be able to um, get chances. Um, Memphis Depay has got a lot to prove now that he's a Barcelona man. Um, he scored. Uh, you know, Wijnaldum has looked amazing this tournament. He finally got free of Liverpool and he starts performing. Um, so I think, I think overall the Netherlands will get a win. I don't think it'll be easy, but I think one nothing. The fact that this is even a conversation is embarrassing for the Netherlands. I mean, they Van Persie retired from international football and they've like dropped off the face of the earth. They, they yes, didn't but Van Persie's not tournament. like your just average like yeah, soccer but, but, player. But neither is but the Netherlands. The Netherlands, yeah. It's like a, a historic, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, but the, you got to think they went through a similar process that Spain's now going through. Mm-hmm. Their golden era of also players, they lost, they lost Van Persie. <laughs> they lost Robin. You know, Vandervaar, you know, they lost their whole golden generation that almost uh, won the World Cup in South uh, South Africa, I think, 2010. So, you know, it's they're okay, on their so, they're on so, the rise again. So I'd argue that the generation of Pullet, Van Basten and Rijkaard was a golden generation. Mm. He, he was referring to the golden generation that the rest of us remember because we're not nine. This, ah, this is Van Dyke's fault, honestly. <laughs> this is a Liverpool problem. Yeah, is it now? Yeah, okay. It was, play it, Please tell me how. Yeah. How is it our fault? Pick I mean, playing Van, the long game. Van Dyke just doesn't have the heart to play in the Euros. You hate to see no, it. It's, it's really it. embarrassing it's for a club. Pick, yeah. Pickford knew it would be an England Netherlands quarterfinal. That's why to no. uh, plan ahead. <clears throat> right. Well, according to you, they're not going to make it that far anyway. So, well, yeah. let's just see England. what happens when we get to that game. Oh. All right, so Belgium, Portugal. Wait, oh, wait, I'm picking. Wait. I'm, I'm picking the Czech Republic. Have... By the way. Oh, thanks, Scott. Okay, Jen, did you want to pick? Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Good. Netherlands. Smart. Smart. Ooh. Easily. Easily. Yeah. All right. Am I the only one with Czech? Yeah, you're the only Scott, one. With Czech. No, no. No, you and Scott. Scott. 
Sorry, that's a lock. That, that's that, a lock. My tone of voice was really mean there. I apologize. <laughs> I missed a couple of weeks of the podcast and you come out hot. Jeez. Hey, I texted you more than once. And I answered every time. Yes, Gift didn't. So that's okay. Right. Never. So you be aggressive towards him. <laughs> Save it. Okay. Next game. This is a thing apparently that we didn't know on the podcast before now. So, uh, <laughs> know, like, so, uh, so yeah. So don't listen, Scott's wife. Yeah, five at the back after dark. <laughs> Gets it off my back. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just? So anyway, Belgium is playing sideways. zoo. You just called <gasps> Jen an it. That was so disrespectful. Oh come on! I didn't mean like it. Stop. Jeez, I, I meant the yeah. whole the whole vibe of that thing. The the er, affair. Eric's been quiet Innuendo. all episode. Belgium, Portugal, <laughs> focus. Oh my lord! What's this podcast Kyle, about again? Welcome to just all of it. Anyway. I feel like I'm on the set of Mar- Maury. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> so this is probably the the second best game in the in the in the first playoff round, right? I'm so excited so about have, this. So we have the world number one. Versus uh, Belgium. <laughs> so, uh, how do we think it's going to go? This is going to be a Did fun I one. Did I stun you all into silence there with that? No, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> the reigning, the reigning Euro uh, twenty was it eighteen or 16? 16? 2016? 2016 champions. That's how the math the, works. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't math. I, I, I teach different. Yes, you stuff. teach sports. That's, That's right. right. I okay. teach sports, not math. Um, yeah, reigning reigning Euro champions Portugal uh, meeting up with Belgium. I I am was really disappointed that I missed last week's podcast because you guys asked a very very important question um, to which I wasn't able to give an answer, and that is who do we think is going to win the tournament now that we've seen everything? My answer. Why don't we question, answer that question at the end of this segment? Well, I I yeah, we will at the end. Charles, like we always do. I'm sorry you haven't been here for the last. Charles, why don't you say what you wanted to say? Thank you. Um, Belgium are the best team in this tournament, and they are going to showcase that against Portugal on Sunday. I can see that playing out to Italy because their manager is Roberto Martinez. That the Italy's manager is is manager. You said you weren't going to be a Spurs fan if they hired him. Right. That was me in both cases saying he's cheating. Yes. <laughs> um, Portugal will try hard. Portugal has uh, a lot of grit, uh, but Portugal does not have it for this tournament. They will you not do it. Are you, no, are I'm dead serious. They have the best player in the world playing up front. And then their midfield literally has cock players in every single position. What is wrong with Bruno Fernandes? Uh, he's exhausted. Tired. That's he's what's wrong. Tired, man. Oh, he's he tired. He can't carry Man United way too much. It takes a lot of energy to take all those penalties. Shall, shall I tell you what he reminds me of? <laughs> he reminds me of Brian Robson when he used to go to tournaments. Like Robson used to carry that United team all season. And then England tournaments, he was exhausted. And that's what I, Fernandes reminds me of. I do think that it's hard for him to go into that. Um, environment with Ronaldo and his everything about him just you know like the attention off the pitch on the pitch the everything revolves around him I think it's hard to to exist in that culture when when you're used to like a more 
Bruno is very central at United and, and no one but Ronaldo is central at Portugal. I think that probably really is, jokes aside, a, a challenging environment to adapt to coming from what Ole has going on at United. So more of an egalitarian kind of experience. Is that what you're saying? Like it's yeah, well, it's just everything yeah. is Ronaldo. Everything like, at Portugal just imagine, is Ronaldo. Imagine being like Bruno in the locker room. You're trying to have a Coke, Coca-Cola, right? And Ronaldo walks up and just grabs it out of your hand, throws it on the floor. He's like, agua, agua. You're like, dude, I'm just trying to get some caffeine. Like, what are you talking about? Guarantee you that happens. Fine, I'll get some coffee, whatever. <laughs> what, what, what just even happened? What are you talking about? I don't Did you not know. see that? Did nobody oh, yeah. see that? Ronaldo no, taking the Coke off the, the podium. It was, right, it was just an international phenomenon. Coke's market cap dropped significantly, billions of yeah. dollars. You guys didn't see that? Yeah, we did. I did. I did. I, did. I, I mean, I saw it. Just don't care. No, nobody okay. is in the stock market, but me and Skiff. Was- well, <laughs> no, we are, but we're not looking at Coca-Cola shares. All right. So how do we should think open the up a Roth and put Coca-Cola back to the future? What's up? Eric, Eric, what, how do you think the game's going to pan out? You've been very quiet. Uh, Belgium is really, really stacked. They are a great team. I just, I just can't see Ronaldo losing. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go a high scoring affair. I'm going to go three, two, Portugal with a late winner. Kyle, does Hazard play? Ooh, your boy. Which one? That's There's two. That's a, the ah! only <laughs> real, the real Hazard. Thorgan. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, Thorgan. Um, that's a good question because, um, I mean, he's not in the best of form coming from Madrid. We know that he's been injured. He hasn't really. He's had a stop-start career at Madrid. He's looked good in the few the few cameos he's had in the Euros. But I think um, if I was Roberto Martinez, I I would play him. But I'd be I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play. Um, but it's a t- honestly, it's, I think it's a coin flip at this point because he's just gaining fitness, just gaining back confidence. But I mean, he's a talismanic player. You know, he once he gets going on the ball, it's hard to. It's hard to stop him. So I think Has I he think he played? plays. Has he played ninety minutes? He's always come on as a sub, right? Well, he started yeah, the he, third he, match. He started. Did, one. He started he he the third. Okay. So he was. Um, I think I he think. only just he only just came back from injury towards the tail end right. of uh, the season for Real Madrid. He started the second leg of the Champions League semifinal against Chelsea. He didn't finish it because um, he was just now coming back from injury. Yeah, you know, he was he was eating. I'm gonna eat what I want and just let the rest sort itself eaten, out. Eaten, yeah, yeah. thick with two C's. Yeah, so um, okay. I mean, Belgium is like Portugal. They have so much talent to choose from. You can almost make an argument that he doesn't play. Um, but I think I think he'll ultimately start. If he doesn't start, he'll be brought on for the last thirty minutes. He's got to play at some point. He, he, he did. Won't. He started against against Finland. I don't think he plays because they don't need him. I think they absolutely bury Portugal, who are overrated at the back. Pepe is going to get turned inside out and put in a little uh, okay. shoebox. So you, okay, so the Belgian back three is literally three donkeys waiting for Ronaldo <laughs> to, to, to... What is, what is Pepe What is Pepe if, <sighs> if the back three of Belgium are donkeys? He's an animal, man. He will yes, a, a, wor- a, a slower animal than a donkey. Lukaku, Whatever that is, man, he will put Lukaku in his back pocket and just like an armadillo. Him. What are you making him like? <laughs> Armadillos are bulletproof. Pe- Pepe is not. <laughs> so 
I mean, there's also Diaz next to him, who has also incredibly overrated. If you haven't watched no, the tournament, no, he's not. He has like, he wore himself out of like Oh, he's tired too. Okay, <laughs> Diaz is tired. Diaz this is, is tired this is in defense. Like a full three, a full three game to Portugal. Absolutely not. Ooh. Portugal, will, will. Portugal will get destroyed in this match. Absolutely destroyed. There won't be any match fixing, no penalties for Ronaldo to, to tap in. None of that BS. <laughs> Portugal get put away where they belong. Just like they uh, the, the Euros they didn't deserve to win. It's going to be one of those, except it's going to catch up to them this time. They're going to get played off the pitch. The coach will get sacked in the morning. It's going to be embarrassing. Belgium a lot. Portugal zero. The coach will get sacked in the morning, and the new manager will be hired right before the season starts. Jose Mourinho, the sport Spurs. <laughs> well, that's where he's going. Um, I think, I think, I think uh, Belgium wins the game. I don't think, I don't know if they'll run rampant because you can't, you just cannot um, count can't out Ronaldo. Pepe, you can't run past Pepe. <laughs> you can't count out Ronaldo, and um, you know Belgium, like Christian said, Belgium doesn't have any speedsters at the center back position. But I think with Lukaku playing the way he is, De Bruyne looks like he hasn't missed a beat since he got full body tackled by Rudiger. Um, Tielemans is looking good. Um, both um, Torgan Hazard looks looks phenomenal. He looks like he um, fits with this Belgian team. He looks like he's been playing with them at club level as well. So I think they win. Uh, I think they win two nothing, and maybe two one with a late goal from Ronaldo. But I think that I think they win that game two nothing. I don't know if they walk them off the pitch, but I don't think they struggle. So since 2016, Belgium's never won against Portugal. Have they played? Yeah. Doesn't matter. So they, they played won. in 2016 and they played in 2018. So they played one time yeah, since no. the last Euros. Yeah, no, this is why she's here. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I would love to think that it's my sparkling personality, but um, it's all of it. We all, yeah, keeping it real. Um, I think I think Belgium feel like they have more to prove, so I think they've got the edge. I think I think this is fair to say, and Christian, Christian, you can check me on this again if I'm wrong. But this is definitively Belgium's golden generation in terms of top tier talent at the international level. They have yeah. Lukaku, they have Hazard, um, you know, De Bruyne, uh, Tielemans. Yeah, you know, this is this Rich should Tom be their tournament to win. I'm amazed that they uh, that they haven't brought Fellaini in for this tournament. Which <laughs> well, Jose's not there to put him up top, so fair. You know. That's a fair point. Now, <laughs> yeah. I was really sad to, this game uh, because it, like it, Ronaldo actually takes away the opportunity for you guys to make Bruno penalty jokes. However. <laughs> There's still time. Hold on. I mean, Bruno, I could try it, but Ronaldo takes all the penalties. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think this game is going to be closer. Um, I think that Belgium. I think um, my guess is a two-one, um, and I think the goal is going to be the result of Bruno earning a penalty that Cristiano Ronaldo scores. Um, but that's going to be their only goal, and honestly, that it'll, oh, it'll come after. It'll come after both of Belgium's goals, probably late in the game, seventy-eighth, maybe eightieth minute. Belgium okay. All right. in their march so to the championship. Has everyone else said that piece, Eric? I did. Portugal. A high-scoring affair, 3-2. Yep. All right. I'm going Belgium. Is your only me going with Portugal? You and Eric. Okay. 
<laughs> Christian's like, am I, am hey. I on an island? Hey, Christian, Eric, every Eric, time one pick him. You're, He's the pick you're going with the guy one pick him, so he can't be that yeah. far Eric, off, one so. pick him. <laughs> you're going yeah, to miss this one. Okay, yeah. and we'll move on to the, the game of the two saddest teams to move on to the, uh, the round of 16. Croatia versus England? Spain. Croatia oh, okay. versus Spain. No, it's, it's, I meant like the <laughs> status in the form of play, not uh, not the fans. So underwhelming is that what we're saying? Oh, massively, uh, massively okay. underwhelming. Yeah, like it's it, the types of teams where you watch me like, oh, I remember when they were good. It was. Do you remember that when they used to be good? Yeah. So so is the question here like? Who do we think can find the spark of yesteryear? Well, ho- like, hold on though, C- Christian. Yeah. Christian, you're you're the only one positioned to answer this question, and I could be way off base. Is it because he's is, sitting down? Is, no, 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 no. Is is Spain historically really that good? I mean, the, don't the last ten years get that out of here? Like the ticket tackle so, so BS. Should we take Barcelona's? Uh, Golden group out of the, the right. The, the ticky tack right. to get it out of here. No, yeah. No, they they've always been they've always underwhelmed at the right. Always. Right. Never I, so so thought, Spain yeah. have gone back to the the north. Returned to their main. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and I, I I that was a loaded question. I knew the answer and Croatia is gonna put them out. I think so too. L- Luka Modric is gonna turn back the clock about four years and Real Madrid fans are gonna be so conflicted. Um Croatia they can, can knock them. They Croatia can put them out. Do that drama on their own. I agree. Yeah. I think Croatia gets this one. Yep. I do too. I also don't think Real Madrid fans are going to care because there's not a Real Madrid player in the Spain team. Exactly. Yeah. Which so is insane. Luis Enrique has his team selection to me was very strange because there are some useful, if not good, I mean useful players. With some with some uh, flexibility positionally in that well, Real Madrid squad, there would be one. What's his name? The defender, Ramos, Lucas Vasquez. Yeah, Ramos, I Vasquez, would... Isco, Nacho, a bunch of players who can play multiple positions. Um, just strange. He's so stubborn. He's so stubborn as a manager. He, they're gonna lose. So after his leadership, man. Charles, who do you think is going to win this one? Because I think you're the only person that hasn't chimed in yet. Uh, I actually, yeah, Kyle, you want you? Go for it. I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Um, This is this is one of those games where it's really. I feel like it's hard to predict because I think that either one of the two teams. I mean. Scott talked about uh, about Modric turning back the clock and having a little spark, and you know, that I, I think that there's the the opportunity for that to occur for both teams, and so this is going to be a one goal game. Uh, and uh, honestly, this is one of those ones where I think that randomly, I think it's going to be Murata because nobody has confidence that he's going to do anything, and then he's randomly going to show up for a game, and it's going to be this one, and and uh, it's going to be more than what Modric can put together. Um, I'm taking the flyer against the grain. Um, honestly, like I don't have a strong feeling either way. Okay. So Kyle. If you had if you had asked me last week uh, after the first game I was on here, and Christian and I both agreed that Croatia looked very very old. Mm-hmm. They weren't the Croatia from the World Cup final in 2018. You know they Rakitic don't really have yeah yeah Ragatich is no longer on the national team. Mandzukic retired, so they don't have a true out and out number nine up there. They have Rebic who plays through the middle, but he's hot and cold. He's kind of like Marata. 
But um, after that first game, I didn't think Croatia was going to get through the group. And, you know, they came out, they got through the group. Modric rolled back the clock a little bit in the last game. He had a great finish. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair as well. Um, it, I think it's potentially just a coin flip situation. Um, I would, I'm going to go Croatia, but it wouldn't surprise me if Spain won. You know, Croatia has Modric through the middle. They have um, Kovacic through the middle. You know, they have, they have the players with the pedigree to win the big games. Um, and so does Spain, obviously, but Spain's kind of in a transition like we talked about on the last episode. They're, they're kind of in between the superstars of Xavi and Iniesta, and you know they're trying to find themselves with younger players. And any team that's being led by Morata is doomed to fail at some point. So I think <laughs> Croatia will get the win. Yeah, so I do, have, I do have a question. Who do you think starts in goal for Spain? <laughs> Uh, not Keppa because he's hey, he's not there. But I think it'll be Simeon. <laughs> I think it'll be Unai Simeon. It is, Kepa, it is he's not, not going to be Keppa, hundred percent. I think it'll be Unai Simeon. Yeah, it'll be Simeon. Okay. Uh, I don't think that De Gea is coming anywhere near a, a net unless Simeon okay. either has a massive, massive blunder gets or gets abducted or by aliens. Yeah, gets <laughs> okay, All right. which is a shame. I mean, like I, uh, De Gea is. De Gea is not so out of form that he wouldn't be, you know, still a great keeper for Spain um, to put in um, at any point. So they're, they're, they're luckily they're stacked at the at goalkeeper at the moment. All right. So just to clarify real quick. Mm-hmm. So if this is one of those games, it's knockout round, they'll go to extra time. And if at the end of extra time, no one's won, they go to, Penalty like, kicks. Penalty kicks. kicks. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Christian's favorite thing in the world. That's right. <laughs> De Gea's too. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. All right. Did so everybody get a chance to uh, France, Switzerland? Yeah. Does anybody give Switzerland a fighting chance? Viva la no. Switzerland. No. Okay. So the coolest thing are the most. The the most dangerous part about Switzerland is their mountains. Shakiri, <laughs> yeah, and the hips. When 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 Zerdan Shakiri is your best player, you know. Yeah. You're, don't uh, don't forget about Jaka. Who? Granite. Granite. Granite Jaka. When he was a when he was a kid, his parents gave him the house key, not his brother, because he's so responsible. I'll never forget that story when he signed for what? Arsenal. That was in his like, you know how they do these like fluff yeah. videos when they sign yeah. for the clubs. That no, no joke. That was his like. I've been a leader since I was eight. When I was a kid, and they went to work, they gave me the house key, not my brother. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations uh, with the superiority they, complex. That's why they call you right. granite. Yeah. What? Solid we- as a rock. <laughs> that reminds me. That reminds me. So um, there was this graphic that Liverpool put out years and years ago there was like um it was henderson right and they had all these um adjectives h was that like homely energetic all these things and the last n and his name was neighborly <laughs> in teaching but he terms, is. We call that, like he's one teaching... of those guys you're like yeah he'd be a good name. Yeah, it's he, not he, a lie he, i mean it's he, not he, a lie he, I mean... he would tell me if like my teapot was boiling you know and i was mm-hmm. out in the garden yeah he would yeah. He actually, I trust him to tell you, like, hey, like, just let you know. An acrostic he's, poem, that's gone, what they did. He's from Sunderland. He was in somebody's house, he was robbing it. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to the right club. Yeah. Ooh. 
Like, more of the same. So what? So, what's next? Oh, anyway, right. so the Tuesday game. <laughs> Do we want to like just pick scores on how badly we think France is going to win, or no? Just All right. How about this? We'll just answer this. Is Switzerland going to score? No. No. On no. their own goal. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. For which team? It. You get to pick. The answer oh. is yes. And one of the goals, yes. Okay, so Scott says yes on goal. No. Christian? No, no way. 4 no. France. Okay. Kyle? No. Not no. even close. Eric? 3 nil France. Charles? No goals for, for Switzerland. Not even a mess up into their own. Okay, you know what? I will be the outlier. I'll say yes, they score somehow. Either their own goal, the other goal, a ball I said yes. from or off of a Switzerland player will go in that. I said yes. Yeah, that'll be one. In a, in okay. a goal. Yeah, in a goal. Okay. Do you guys one, think it's weird one, that Mbappe's had a slow start to the tournament? No. Nope. Because no. he's managed by Didier Deschamps. <laughs> yeah. And no. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you can really say he's had a slow start. Maybe in scoring goals, but he's been central on a lot of the goals that they have scored. Yeah. You know, he's he he's doing the hard work without scoring the goals. He's looked he's looked really good in spite of Deschamps. He's, he's the reason. He's the reason that Benzema has been able to be as effective. Yeah, as I he mean, is. that well, goal that Benzema scored, he set it up. Yeah. Um, well, so I and, I don't think it's slow per se. It's just not what we're used to seeing with Mbappe scoring what, the goals. Very new now. Couldn't we also get used to it? Couldn't you? Couldn't you also but argue that the goals, like, all the wins. he's a marked man now? Like he's not going to sneak up on anybody. I mean, he may he may run faster than people are expecting, no. but he's not going to sneak up on anybody. And yeah, so, but he's he's got the type of talent you don't need to sneak up on him. You know, he's, he's, you know what Mbappe is, you know what he's going to do. And he's, you can game plan against it all you want. He's still going to do it. You cannot, you cannot man mark out that type of speed. And, and when you have Mbappe, Griezmann and Benzema up front, you can't, you can't afford to be like, oh, well, we have to double cover Mbappe. Well, that's right. that and you, that's right. the and problem. Then you have, yeah. When you play France, Griezmann is a different player for France mm-hmm. than he's been for club ever since he went to Barcelona. Yeah, he just he just pops and, up and scores. He's like like Mueller, like Mueller, the way he scores goals for France. He just yeah. pops up and he's there. You're like, how in the hell? Like, yeah. where'd you come he from? Scores tap-ins, but he's always in the right place. He's he's very much that player for France. Yeah, and you have you have Pogba playing the balls in behind. He can Pogba can oh, play any man. ball he wants, and he knows Mbappe is going to get on the end of it. He is and, so much I mean, better for France if, than he is for United. He's, well, he's been playing great. We were talking about this the other day. It's like next to Angolo Conte. I mean. He has the freedom to be as good as he is. I mean, and then they bring Musa Sissoko off the bench. Like that's a disgusting midfield. Like, how do you have that kind of depth? Jeez, depth. Yeah, isn't that an injury sub? Like depth Sissoko off your bench. Oh my word, star man, the best best midfielder in the Prem, right, Scott? I I I miss the the extra time. Worth at least fifty million. Totally not for sale. Are you advertising? Are we trying to say like from your lips to somebody's ears? No, 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 definitely not for sale. Any or all clubs in Europe. (laughs) Yeah, I think France. I think this game is the one where France finally gets going. (laughs) I specialize in the weird. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the only game on Tuesday: Sweden versus Ukraine. 
They're the same color scheme. Sorry. How, how are we going to tell them apart? She, she said that with her chest. Like that was her most passionate <laughs> take of the podcast. Facts. Same Earth. blues. I did my research. <laughs> are they? Okay. They are. Is it the Both same blue? blue? That's a different blue. Yellow and blue. The same yellow, though. <laughs> I like how. Never mind. <laughs> Sweeney's been a real surprise in the tournament as well. I think they've been playing really well. They've, they have played well. Was it Absolutely. Isaac? Is that the kid's name up front Isak. for them? Isak. Isak. Oh, excuse me. I'm speaking American. Yeah. Isak. Okay. Isak. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's right here. Online. Somebody's got to hold down the right. I had to. Yeah, I had to mispronounce a name. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Skiff. <laughs> Respect. Um, I think Sweden win this one. Zlatan or not? Zlatan or no Zlatan? Yeah, Isak is uh, honestly he's been he's been uh, I, like uh, before I even realized who he was, I had picked him out in while watching the game, and I was like, that kid's got something special about it. Special. He's got he's got an an attacking mentality that isn't teachable. Like he's got that instinct, and he's, he's raw. Doing... He's not. And, and but yeah, like I know you guys mentioned it last week. He's playing for um, Real Sociedad in uh, in la liga and he's doing quite well scoring lots of goals i think he's like third highest goal scorer um behind uh via and, and messi or somebody some some weird stat like that um but he i mean in the tournament you can tell he's obviously not fluid with the sweden team yet but he's gonna no. get there he's gonna get well, there. and he's he's doing for... what he's doing what Mbappe is doing not on the same level obviously but he's doing the hard work right. and making it so that Sweden has some semblance of an attack because that Spain game they were camped in their own half for pretty much the entire game and the few chances they did have Isak pulled him out of nothing I mean he had one yeah. chance where he he got through two defenders hit the ball off of I think it was Marco Llorente and it just happened to bounce off the post like he was the fire starter for Sweden. And he's been that since the Euros started. And he's not, he's willing to run in behind the lines. He's willing to hold the ball up. He's willing to do it all. Well, so, uh, I think, I think Emil Forsberg has been really, really, really good for Sweden too. Like those two yeah. combining, but, and those two levels of attack um, have really made the difference. I honestly, if Zlatan had played, I think that they would have a chance to make a run given, you know, what he would bring. You know, we talked about Sergio Ramos for Spain. Um, Zlatan would bring that same type of personality to the team in attack. That would be interesting to me to see them, especially on that side of the, of the group of the bracket, um, Sweden with Zlatan up against, um, you know, who Germany in the second round, that'd be crazy. I mean, Sweden's one of those teams, Sweden's one of those teams that we were talking about earlier. They have a player at almost every spot. So they have Olsen. A goalkeeper. They have Lindelof, who looks uh, he looks fine with his national team. I know Charles. Thank and, God they uh, have Olsen. I know Charles and Christian aren't the biggest fans of Lindelof, but when he plays for Sweden, you know he does all right. They've got he, Forsberg and they've got Isak. So I mean, they've they've got the players. I don't know if they have the horses to do it uh, Lind- much past Lindelof, this round, but Lindelof is going to treat the Ukraine like they just stole somebody's purse. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, very well. <clears throat> That's a fair. Do you guys remember that story? That was not totally off the wall. No, yeah, that yeah. Story? Okay. Yeah, it was so, what in the world of football? It's never a good joke if you have to explain it. So I'm just apologize. <laughs> oh, apologize for that. My, I, I'm rusty. I'm a little rusty. So, you uh, haven't been here in a while. So Lindelof is is rubbish, but I still think Sweden have too much for the Ukraine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, two, one, something like that. Yeah, I think Sweden take it as well. Maybe one nothing, two one, but it's low scoring. Yeah, I mean. So I guess the question is, does anyone have Ukraine? I mean, Ukraine might have themselves. They might have picked themselves. (laughs) Then okay. Yeah, with with Yarmolenko and and, Zin, and Zinchenko as your as your your marquee names on the pitch, you're like, okay, we yeah, because I think they have they also have a very much a a native squad um, where they might be very very good players in Ukraine, um, but they're not getting the exposure uh, in Europe uh, nearly as much as they should. Um, yeah, I just don't see that. I don't see them coming through. Yeah, he's been interesting, right? In this tournament, mm-hmm. he's playing midfield, mm-hmm. and he's been really good. Like it is, I don't but think he's been I, angry. He's passing. I don't know. I think he might need to leave City and try to play midfield somewhere in the Premier League. I think he could no. do it. Yeah, he no. could not not in a good team, but I think he could be <laughs> a a midfielder in the Premier League for. I He's like, you didn't hear yeah. what I said. I yeah, like the bottom third good. team, like Spurs <laughs> under Nuno. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, all jokes aside, I think he's been very good in midfield. Um, and I think it's impressive, like, given where he plays for club, like what he's done in this tournament. Well, I mean, he's playing He's playing a wingback position at City that uh, – or, I mean, it's not officially a wingback position, but he's, he's asked to go forward quite a lot. So, I mean – um, it's not a, a massive deviant deviation from where he, he's playing. Well, but but it is yeah. city versus Ukraine, right? Correct. I mean, there's possession versus no possession. I, I agree right. with you, but I've been impressed by him given the positional you know challenges he, he's had, plus the talent differences he's used to. Right. It's like I, it's like you know Kane going from Spurs to England. So who? <laughs> so fair. So he's just Speaking been fun England, to watch. He's very expressive in his frustration. And he loves a good red card against Spurs. So that's great. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right, Christian, what's next? What will matches next? Is that all? World War III matchup. Woo! <gasps> okay, Skiff. I mean, <laughs> wow. you would think that would be a British, a British press thing to bring up. All right, Skiff. But Daily Star. I am holding down the fort, man. man. I've been grading U.S. history <laughs> essays, and that's about the level of analysis you get from high school kids. I'm just letting you know. All right. So in so in 2021, we have a good game at Wembley uh, between the the three lions and the cheating Germans. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we're throwing shade at me for bringing up World War Three. Okay. Kyle, <laughs> how are you uh, thinking this game's going to go down? So, obviously, I've watched all three group matches. I was disgusted against the French match. I was, um, they had the response that I expected them and needed um, in the Portugal match. You know, I said on the the, the last time you guys had me on, I said they needed to have a response against Portugal. You cannot come out flat against Portugal after not showing up against France. And then they went toe-to-toe with the force that is Hungary. Uh, and it took until the 80th minute to get an equalizer. So, well, to be fair, I mean, though, against Portugal, Portugal did score four of those goals. They did, but the the two own goals they scored. I mean, there was a German player there to tap it in, Charles. So, you know, but, but I do didn't. think they didn't have to. You know, it's called work smarter, not harder. Um, 
But I do think it'll be a good game. I'm not overly confident because our defense looks slow. Um, and Chelsea, or Chelsea, England have a lot of young, fast um, attacking talent and Harry Kane, who's eventually going to show up and start his Euros tournament. Um, I don't know when, but um, I'm not overly confident. But again, it's England in a inter- major international tournament with uh, a knockout round. So anything can happen. So did, did you just refer to Germany as our? I did. He, oh, there okay. was a possessive there. Right. I thought <laughs> All right, Charles. <laughs> Not responding, just. This game is in a draw. It can't. <laughs> um, no, this, see, this is so hard because I feel like the, the weight of history is going to be more present than the actual talent shown by the players on the field. Um, Germany have some have some really really bright young talent. They have some really talented, more or less elder statesmen, if you will. Um, I based on based on what I've seen so far, I think England are the better team. I think England will come through with the victory, probably two one three two something along those lines. It'll be a fight. It'll be very very difficult. Um, but I mean, like Germany have the talent and the ability to win this game, absolutely. Um, but so far, based on just play alone, I think I think England are the better team. If Southgate finally realizes that Raheem Sterling needs to sit, yes, I, maybe I in like I think we can all agree that it's going to be close, unless Christian's going to say no. Christian England's going to win it by like like seven to zero. <clears throat> So, (laughs) but like, what do you think four to zero? Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was, I was a little overboard. Um, What do you think, Charles, what do you think who has to show up for England to win? The midfield. Gareth Southgate. (laughs) For England to win? Do we want him to show up or do we actually want uh they i I think i think mason mount needs to have a good game um if jordan mason mounts i don't think mason mount's gonna be able to play i think he's still in self-isolation still in isolation monday ends his isolation he can play on tuesday oh okay okay yeah i wasn't sure i thought he was going to be available um mount needs to have a good game if henderson's available henderson absolutely would be a smart pick here because simply because of his intelligence and his uh his experience um, going up against somebody like Cruz, Henderson's going to know what to do in the in the right time. So I definitely wouldn't I wouldn't be relying on Declan Rice over Jordan Henderson in that in that scenario. Um, <clears throat> Harry Kane and I don't think Declan play. Rice would mind that. Like does, at least based on does Mount need does Mount need to play? Need, really? I think that's a huge need mistake. Need to play? No, but I mean, I would I would I'm expecting him to start. He seems to be right. one of I, Southgate's you know uh, you know favorites. Children. I think that yeah. would be a mistake. To, uh, he will do it, but right. I think it'll be a mistake. Yeah, Chris, um, Christian, I, I see you're thoroughly in agreement. He's 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 waiting his turn to say everything against everything that I'm saying right now. He just wants um, to stare into my soul and tell me I suck, <laughs> I shouldn't be here, and anything else he wants to say to me. So in I, that case, we will put that off for just a second. Eric, also, real, real quick, I just want to say this: 
Harry Maguire has to have a great game. He did have a great game in his first game back, his first full game of action. Um, if he has to have another great game, uh, because if they bring Tyrone Mings in, it's all over for England. I actually no think Mings second. was okay. I think Mings was okay, honestly. I know, I know, guys, I, I know that was a, a strange <sighs> statement. I think he was fine. Do you guys think Sancho gets some run? He hasn't gotten any run no. hardly at all this tournament. No way. I don't. I don't think he's a preferred choice at this point. Southgate's trying to run his price down for United. I don't. I don't know if you hold out Sancho for the three group stage games just to toss him into the deep end in a round of sixteen game. Um, yeah. Again, against a bunch of players he plays against regularly because he plays in the German league against all the Bayern players and you know, regularly. That yes, makes no, entirely yes, no, too hey, much no logic, sense. Whatever. He actually <laughs> plays in those. We don't do that with our super so nifty. Kyle, uh, so, can Eric answer first? Uh, Eric. Eric, can can you? I think I can. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jen, for the uh, advocacy there. But I'm gonna go. It, it's gonna be a, t- a really tough match. Go either way. It wouldn't shock me if England won. It wouldn't shock me if uh, Germany Fence won. Fence rider. I, I do. He's Switzerland. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. However, <laughs> since I have to pick a winner, if you'll be quiet a minute, I can pick my winner. And I I think this time England actually goes through on penalties in the knockout round. Oh, Germany, Germany on pens. I really oh, do. my word. He did not say that. Wow. <laughs> spicy. Confidence does not Jordan pick spicy. Okay. I have I have a question. Kind of Kyle. Who is going to spend Scott. 30 million on Robin Gosens at left back this, uh, this summer? Wait, it's going to be somebody. Let, wait, who no, no, before you ask, let, we will we will come back to that question. I want I want I need Christian's take on this game first before you guys dig into that drivel. Did, did Jen? Jen, what did you say? Uh, go. I'm not ready to answer. I'd, it's I Ger- haven't Germany. even been thinking about an answer. <laughs> All Germany's right. gonna win. I didn't answer. It's Germany. So I think the most important for player for England is is uh, Kane, right? Because he hasn't shown up this tournament so far. It seems like he has a hundred million pounds on his shoulders, so he needs to two hundred. Two hundred. However much it is, man, he, the, the guy needs to focus. And I think this is a good game for the England team to focus. So we were favourites for our group. And I think we showed that in all three games. We didn't have to play well and we I don't think we did play well. So we have a, a week to prepare for a very, very good German team, even though they, you know, they've lost a few games. But they're still an excellent team. And uh, I think... Pace is going to be the key against Hummels and whoever plays alongside him in the back. I know they're not quick, but neither is Maguire. But thankfully, Shaw and Walker are quick, so they can cover for whoever uh, Germany put on the wings. Our midfield, I will play Mount, actually, because I think he is very good at moving into positions, as he showed in the Champions League final. He's good at creating those gaps where I don't think Foden is as good. Foden is good with the ball at his feet and his movement is good. But I think moving into space, into the box, I think Mount is a much better player. So I would, so my, so if I was going to choose a team, right, it would be Shaw, Walker, Maguire, Stones, a midfield three of, of Henderson, Phillips, and... Mount. Yeah, Mount, and then the front three of Kane, Sterling, and I would actually play Rashford to, to start this game. Do, do you think that Trippier plays because Southgate is obsessed with set pieces right now? 
that's all I've read about in the press is England's set pieces and right. taking advantage of that. I think Trippier plays left back instead of Shaw. If Trippier plays, I will play him right back just because yeah. I think in the first game against Croatia, when when Trippier was going forward, he always had to check back. Right. Like when he would get past right, he had to check back on his right foot and so it stopped the cross. I mean, Luke Shaw was, was the best left back in the country yeah. last year. So. Well, he was. He, I thought he's played well too. My, my only concern with Trippier at right back is going up against. Like I know Charles, you want to talk about it later, but Gosens at left back going against Trippier at right back, like flying up that wing for right. Germany. I think that would be a absolute mismatch. Um, right. You know, the the, the back problem post. Kyle Walker is his distribution is just so bad. He's also a chicken with his head cut off back there. Yeah, I mean, he's, and he's he's very he's very yeah he's all over the place. So Trippier would be a, a really good. Play, but I think you probably go for Walker just because if Sane gets on the field, you know, and plays plays like that. I do agree with you about Rashford. I, I I'm curious that he's not gotten much play. I, I think that he would. You think about from Kane's perspective on what Kane's used to with club. I don't. I'm not going to make it about Spurs, but Son on the left when Kane drops right, deep, right. Rashford can do that. And Sterling right. is not the. I, it sounds so stupid saying this because because Sterling has finished a couple. But Rashford is a finisher and Sterling at some point, like Cinderella, you know, it's going to turn back into a pumpkin, right? And that's going to be Sterling. And if you let it, it's right. going to happen in this round. I would play Rashford. I agree with you for his pace and his finishing because there's going to be space in behind the German fullbacks. It's just a matter of what Southgate is willing to do. Um, and I have no confidence in Southgate. I have all the confidence in the world in the England squad because it is, in my opinion, the most talented squad outside of maybe France in some areas. I just don't know what Southgate will do. He's so he's too clever, I think, for his own good sometimes. I think both teams need to prepare for a 120-minute game rather than a 90-minute game. Yeah, which would so, benefit England, in my in my opinion. England have more finishers on their squad than, than Germany do, which, again, if it does get to penalties, I mean, I'm going to take the, the team that has, mm. you know, can finish the ball better versus, you know, worried about... There, there's, there's not a German player in that. 26-man squad that can't hit a good penalty. Oh, I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying I, I, I think that they, that you, that England have more more true finishers. There are more people that are, are seasoned in that. Yeah. So now that we've gotten a full rundown on the English squad, um, you, the German squad <laughs> – shut up. The German <laughs> squad, um, they, Yogi Love's been playing a back three. Our back three have been Rudiger, Hummels, and Ginter. He's been playing wing backs with um, Gosens going down the left and Kimmich going down the right. Kimmich, um, his best game was against Portugal when he was playing from that right wing back position. Um, his worst performance was the third game against Hungary when they moved him into the midfield after they scored and they basically asked Sané to play a platoon as a right wing back. And when Hungary scored that second goal on the header, Sané looked like he was on vacation. He let him get in behind him. He couldn't take him down because he was, I think he was either already on a yellow or it would have been a red because it was in the box. And they ended up taking the lead 2-1. Um, Germany has no pace in the back in terms outside of Gosens. Our back three is painfully slow. The fastest center back that we have is Nicolas Sula. He plays on, he's on the bench. He hasn't started a game. He's been subbed in a couple times. We don't have an out-and-out striker. You know, they play the shadow, false nine, whatever you want to call it. Kai Havertz rotates through the middle. Thomas Muller, when he's on, he rotates through the middle. And it's worked. 
so far, but you know, it's going to, it's, it's, there's no guarantee that it's going to work. We don't have a Harry Kane to trot out there. You know, Miroslav Klose is not walking through the door on Tuesday. Um, we have the wing players and the wing talent to match England's wing players and wing talent. But where I think the game is going to be decided is, do we have the skill to cover the center backs? And Gosen's got caught out a couple times against Hungary going up the left wing, uh, playing forward. He, you know, as good as he looked against Portugal, he, the first goal that Hungary scored, Gosen's was up the pitch and had to track back. So I don't know if I think the X factors will be the wingbacks and whether or not they're able to get back and cover or if they play a little bit more conservative and don't get as far forward. Um, you know, history tells us that it's going to be a close game. I think Christian's right. I think both teams should prepare to go the full 120 and go to penalties. Um, I think if it gets to penalties, all bets are off. Germany is typically – uh, the favorites when it comes to penalties versus England. But, you know, this England squad strikes me as a different squad than in years past. So who knows? But it's uh, going to be an interesting chess match. I, didn't, I, I don't think it goes to penalties, by the way. I just think extra time. Kyle, talk to me about uh, Serge Gnabry. Like, what, he's a, a bit of an enigma this tournament. I mean, he's kind of got <clears throat> Harry Kane hype without the you know the the actual backing to support it and hasn't backed it up in the tournament at all yet you, you so, need to put a, a tottenham jersey on the england players and he might score okay fair <laughs> enough so serge Gnabry, he's he's recently come back into the german national team i think this is going to be his 20th cap coming up and he's had a tremendous goal scoring record when he's played for Germany. I think he, I think they said in the commentary against um, Hungary, he scored um, 16 goals and 19 caps. So he's been a prolific scorer when he's been with Germany. I think the issue he runs into is when you come from playing with Bayern, where you play in a set system and, you know, you, everyone knows what their function is in Bayern and at Bayern, they have an out and out number nine. I mean, they have the, one of the best strikers in the world. You can argue it's him or Harry Kane on their day. Um, whereas with Germany, there is, there is, there's not that there's no Miroslav Klose coming through the door. You know, there's no out and out striker. So they're asking Sané, they're asking Gnabry to do the goal scoring. And I think Gnabry's had a really good tournament short of scoring the goals. He's looked good. You know, he knows how to break down the defense. He knows how to dribble past defenders. You know, he knows how to move the ball forward. Um, him and Kimmich on the right side, you can tell that they play together because they've looked really good with little ones and twos. Kimmich makes um, great runs off of passes from Gnabry, and Gnabry's able to just flick the ball forward, and it allows Kimmich to get into the point where he can cross the ball in. Now, the problem has been there's been no one on the end of those crosses, and if there have been people on the end of those crosses, they've been wearing Portuguese jerseys. So I think Gnabry is ready to take the next step, but again, I don't know if it will be without playing off of a true out-and-out out number nine. So my prediction is whoever has the attacking show up is going to win. I think both teams, they're attacking. Wow, Jen, there's a reach. Well, I, no, but I'm just saying like both, I think both teams have been underwhelming when it comes to their score production. Like, who you expect to be the headliner. Oh my God. Like you like, they just haven't shown up. And because 
they haven't shown up, it's either they've had to manufacture stuff from other places. And so I, whoever has the flash of brilliance, I, like I literally think, I, I think it's too close to, at this point, it's too close for me to pick. And someone is going to have a flash of brilliance, whether it's Harry Kane or um, Serge or Leroy, Leroy Sané. Like, I don't, I don't know who's going to show up, but I think somebody, but I think it's going to be really, really close. And I totally could see it going to extra time. England should win. I think Germany will win. It's a DNA kind of game for me. Germany finds a way. And Southgate finds a way to lose. Ouch. Okay. Has has everybody picked their side? No. Okay. I I so I'm gonna pull a gen here. My head says England's gonna win this game. I think I think Germany is they've looked out of sorts. Um that back line, as much as I like Tony Rudiger, he's not looked great. Um Ginter has not looked great. You know, Hummel's had probably the be- one of the best goals early on, you know, top bins. He's actually been our most consistent center back since that's happened. But he's, you know, there's there's no pace in that back line outside of the two wing backs. Um, I think Mason Mount's ability to run off the ball and make runs in between the lines mixed with the wing play that you guys, that England has, uh, I think it has the potential to cause Germany problems if they decide to utilize it. God knows it could potentially be just a back and forth chess match, but my head says England, my heart wants Germany to win because they're the team I support. And I think there's a case for both teams to win. It's just going to come down to who's, I think one of you said it best. It's going to come down to whose defense, whose center backs, whose center back pairings can uh, hold up the longest and whose wing backs can help the center backs out the best. Full to England. Ooh, lots well, of all right, all right. That Christian. would be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting game. We'll see how both teams set up. Is that four two on pens or or six goals <laughs> scored? The extra time. Oh, spicy! Two, two, two goals. Two two full time. Wow, two goals in extra time. So two two uh, Matt Hummel's own goals in extra time then. Hey, dude, you got to win that golden boot somehow. That's right. That would be three. That would be impressive. All right. So do we want to uh, do we want to take a stab at uh, the end of round three? Who do we think now is going to win the uh, win the tournament? Jen? Yeah. Yep. Charles, would you like to tell us who you think is going to win? No, that's why I asked you. Jen, you first. <laughs> we'll give you heart and head. You get two chances. I'm not ready. Okay, Jen goes last. Eric. Eric. I'm still sticking with France. Kyle. Kyle, did you catch that? No. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Oh, it did not. What happened? Okay. Who do you think is going to win? Everybody? So, at the end of the last episode, I said France. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing I saw against Hungary. Uh, was it Hungary? No, against. Was it? I can't remember. I, nothing I saw in their last game really instilled confidence. Um, I think Italy, right now, is out and out the best team that's um, 
been on the field the entire year as they um, they're the most complete team. Um, so I think right now Italy's got the the betters favorite to win the Euros. And um, from what I've seen through the group stages, I think Italy's going to be the team to beat. All right, Kristen. Germany. Nah. Wow. <laughs> Stick to being a professor. England. England, is that what you said? Yeah. You know what? Like England, st- look at the bracket. England has to be, statistically speaking, the favorite. Like at, at every level, they're the least likely to lose, right? That once you get past Germany, you take Sweden or the Ukraine, and then you take you know, Wales or Denmark, and then you've got whichever cl- club on the other side happens to make it through the triage unit that will be that side. You know, who, who would the favorites be? Belgium? Maybe. Italy? Maybe. France? Maybe. They're going to all have to play each other. So from, from like a game theory statistical perspective, you can't really choose one of those teams because they're going to have such a difficult road. Um, I didn't even pick England to beat Germany, but I think England are the most likely team to win this tournament just from a their path. matchup and pathway perspective. And all their games by the quarterfinal is at Wembley. True. Home advantage if, if the if if England it though? sacked it Southgate and hired Winterbottom, this would be an absolute <laughs> lock. Winterbottom's lock. going to Tottenham, I hear. Lock. <laughs> Since that would be the next segment, right? That we're talking here about. Here we go. Lock it up. Here we go, Fabrizio. England win the Euros. So, I made this no secret early on. I, I told you Belgium is, uh, in my opinion, the best team in the tournament. Uh, they will but win. But are you they... basing that on? Have you watched any games this tournament? But yeah, also, 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 Charles, just think about it. So, so Belgium has to beat Portugal, Italy, then France. What are yeah. the odds they do yeah. all of those things? I watched. Yeah. I watched the. Bu- I watched England. the Bucks run through and the Saints, England. the the Packers, and then the Chiefs for the title this year. Anything can happen, baby. Anything. Yeah, there's no Tom Brady on on, on on that team. Yeah, okay, because Kevin De Bruyne is not the uh, one of the best players in football right now. Sure, he's not Florida. the best player in football. He's though. one of the best players in football right Neither now. There's Tom Brady, yeah, but exactly. whatever. Oh wow, hot take. Hot so, there we go. <laughs> oh my exactly. word! Exactly. Not a fan. So, he's not even cute. <laughs> he's really not. <laughs> even if he is married to a Victoria's Secret like supermodel, whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's no Scott Parker. I mean, I'm. I, he I went am, to he, Michigan for God's sakes. He's no Sorry. Scott Mackey. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, no, legitimately, they they uh, they have a very very good Scott, lineup. Yes. That they are they they are really good despite their manager. Like he should be getting in their way right now, and he's somehow not still still not getting in their way. I mean, this is this is borderline Kepa keeping himself in the game. That's that's he, what we're dealing with right now. So uh, yeah, no, I think Belgium. Up. I think Belgium. There, it's not going to be an easy road. Obviously, uh, you know, they have to go through some of the best teams in the in the world right now. Um, on their way to this championship, but I think that they do it. That would be so impressive. Like yeah, if they beat be. Portugal, Italy, France, and England yep. to win this tournament. Portugal, they deserve Italy, it. France, and Germany. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is why the Euros is the best tournament, best international tournament there is. I see that. Agree. Yeah. Yep. 
once once this pod's over, I'm gonna go watch some Copa America. By the way, <laughs> thanks for just that to update. Like like well. <laughs> All right, so uh, now that we've uh, concluded our talk about the Euros, let's uh, let's do a little bit of Premier League talk. Let's I talk, don't have to uh, pick. Excellent. Okay, right. good. No more picks, Jen. You're great. You're off. Uh, we all we got to do is talk the about. Winner of this oh, did you see a pick? You are going to make me. You shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Almost let it go. Sorry. Heart, you, right. okay. heart, heart and head. Heart and head. Okay, so. Don't pick Denmark. I think I like. I agree. I think you make a compelling case that England does have the easy, easiest path See? to get up there. I just whoever wins between. <laughs> oh, son the, of a bitch! The, the um, gesticulations are cracking me up. For anybody who's not on YouTube, I'm so, please. Sorry. Well, yeah, go to YouTube. Watch the, Watch this. It's it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um. Well, I Kyle think it'll Chuck's come down between. Oh, for God's sakes. I Okay, fine. Um, Jen doesn't care. I think wins, because England, fine, time. because England has the easier path, <laughs> it's going to come down between, I can see it either going to be England, France, or England, Belgium. Okay. And heart would be England, head would be France. Okay. So, that was fine. tough. That's fair. The, I'm tired. That was painful. I am God, tired. Bless America. <laughs> All right, now go <sighs> to a whiteboard and map that out. <laughs> I have a graphic. Fine. If you need me to text it to you. No, it's <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Uh, What's our next segment? Let's uh, Scott. Huh? Centers on you. Who's going to be your manager? What do you mean? Let's play. Who who's who is Spurs manager this week? Here, so I'll what, spin what, the wheel. So what we're going to do is uh, it's this revolutionary thing. We're going to have a new manager every week and it'll just be a tryout for 38 weeks. Whoever kept is available. Hey, he, he, we got 38 holes to fill. So he'll take one or, Ooh. or, Hey, That's what she said. <laughs> or we might do what I recommend to Levy. If you're listening and I know you are listening because it's a very successful podcast. Um, I nominate Spurs be the first club in the in the history of club football to have um, AI choose the formation of the players. Just give it a bunch of data and just let it choose eleven. Like put Kane in goal, put Larice up front, um, Son at center back. Just just let's get Siri in this thing, and she can pick. <laughs> IBM Watson out here. Siri in. <laughs> so the big oh, it's going to be Nuno. Right? What was like the I, name of the AI from um, Halo? Uh, Cortana. Well, let's like Cortana pick. She it's had a gonna, nice voice. She did. She did. It, it's going to be Nuno, and I and I hate it. I like him though. I do too. He's a he's a fabulous <laughs> human being, really. Which is better than Gattuso or Jose or some of the other candidates. But he's what's Jose done to be a terrible human being? I, I know it he's just a behave, jerk. Behaving his natural, you know, personality. Yeah, he's, he's, I, he's okay. Er, earlier on Twitter, you said that it's Nuno is not a good fit for Spurs. Terrible fit. Yeah. Explain. Why? So, I'll give you an opportunity so, to explain. So let, let me let me say this. I, I think Nuno is a really good man. I think he's like part of the so so the Gattuso thing had was never going to work for 
a number of reasons that I won't get into on the podcast. Um, social issues. Uh, that culturally, that was never going to work. That is not an issue with Nuno. Um, Spurs have always been with the Jewish heritage of the club. There's always been don't Christian don't look at me like that because you know this is true. Um, there's always been a, a oh, I don't want to get too into this. How a manager and how directors fit into the the social nature of Spurs has always mattered more than a lot of clubs. Um, okay. And I think part of the issue with so we hired Paratici to be our director of football from Juventus. And I don't mean this to, if this comes off the wrong way, we can edit this, I guess. But I, I think England and, and particularly Spurs are more aware and interested in the social impact of their clubs, managers and directors than they are in Italy. I, I think that fans in England identify the club with LGBT and you know, anti-Semitism and anti-racism in a way that's like in the culture daily. And it's not that way in Italy from my perspective. So I don't, I don't think Paratici was thinking like in his mind, Gattuso is a good manager and he's got the mentality, but he would have never worked as first. And with Nuno, none of that is an issue. So I like him. I think he's a good man. He's a, he's a good candidate, but tactically um, how he sets his team up. And if you, if you look at Levy and what he wrote in the, match program in the final final game of the season he said we're gonna get back to spurs dna play possession football play attacking football we're gonna get back to spurs attack 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 nuno isn't that he's not you know like even in his best wolves clubs they were set up in a defensive three five two shell and they scored loads of goals because raul jimenez was on fire and triore turned into this powerhouse in, in attacking midfield and he's just not what Levy said he wanted so is this power struggle between he and Paratici and Paratici wants a defensive minded manager and a back three which Nuno is but he's not attacking it's like it's a cluster of a search it's going to be Nuno and it's fine let's this let's talk this is the classic case well this is the classic case of overselling and under delivering no it is and and I said it when Pochettino got linked if you like you look at my Twitter, I said, you can't leak Pochettino without securing Pochettino because it doesn't, you could have hired anyone else, even Conte and and a lot of fans' minds would have been a disappointment relative to Pochettino. This search is shambles. It's embarrassing. It doesn't embarrass me because it's not me. I would do a better job professionally. It's embarrassing for the club that this has happened this way. And it's, it's, it's going to be Nuno and he is capable and it won't be embarrassing on the pitch, but it is not what Levy told the club it would be. And I understand it because I know Paratici is playing a role, but a lot of these, a lot of the fans are not Well, Levy said we'd get an attacking manager. And then you hire Nuno and he's just not that. So. Well, okay. But because of who has been in charge over the past couple past little while i mean would you argue that at least nuno's stepping into something where they're conditioned to do a little bit more of what he wants but he's got even more talent at the front than he's ever had so maybe he can evolve into more attacking so uh, nuno and jose they're both represented by jorge mendez both portuguese 
Nuno actually played for Jose. If you guys remember, I talked about that. They're very similar. Um, that will play a three-five-two that Jose played sometimes. Nuno is not, and I banged very hard on Jose's ineptitude tactically with Davinson Sanchez in particular, Eric Dyer, all that. Nuno doesn't have those holes, so it will get better. Um, but we couldn't choose a manager more similar to Jose than Nuno, except those things. Um, but without the jerk. Well, and he's better tactically than Jose, just because it's like you went from a dinosaur to, to almost anything else. But um, it's not what the fans are expecting. And it's the problem is Levy should have kept his mouth shut. He should have never said that the club would get an attacking manager. Like people are thinking Brendan Rodgers, Ten Hag, Potter, Pochettino, Conte, um, Fonseca. See, what you don't do is say that without having one of them already sewn up in the bag. And right. And ultimately the problem and and the problem for me, and I I've I'm irritating with this, with some of the Spurs fans, because I always take a step back and think about it. Levy made the right decision hiring Paratici. Now, whether he's going to make the right decision or not, we needed a director of football. And you guys know I've said that for months. Like a while. Spurs need someone other than Levy. Hire the guy, right? Paratici, Juventus, nine Scudettos in a row. Let him make the choice. If his choice is different than your choice, Levy can't win right now. And Spurs fans are really mad at me, and none of them probably listen to the podcast because I'm on it. Levy hired Paratici. He is in a lose-lose position because Paratici wants a certain kind of manager, and it's not what Levy said he would give. So you either let Levy let leave Paratici alone, and hire and let him work with autonomy and hire who he wants, which isn't what the, the fans want, or Levy oversteps Paratici, and the fans are like, "Well, Levy won't let Paratici work. He's in a lose-lose." So it really doesn't matter what he does at this point. So at this point, get a manager, start winning games, and it's then Spurs. it's going to come down. They, to, they that's, can that do is it. entirely one of those things that is easier said than done. Uh, it's going to come down to the players. Like you got to ship the dead wood. You got to bring in a few in. Doesn't matter if the manager if, if the manager's playing Sanchez and Dyer at the back. It doesn't matter if you play back three or back ten. Like Larice is going to ship goals with Dyer and Sanchez in front of him. It's going to come down to recruitment. Paratici gets the manager wrong and the players right. We're still going to be better than we were under Mourinho. It, it's, but we, we need players and Paratici can get in players. And I know how you fine. can get players in. You can How's sell that? Harry King. I don't even care. All right, Listen, all right, all right. So no, no, we run I'll, into that. No, no, no. No, no. I, I, I'll be quick. If, if at this point, <laughs> no, no. At this point, you, you sell Kane. You bring a Nuno. You sell Kane. What's new? Sell Kane. What? What's Nuno going to do? Win the league? Get out of here. Sell Kane. 150 million. Whatever it is. Sell Kane. Nuno. Why don't you think he would win the league? I mean, you were bullish before you jump in. You were very bullish on all of your other managers, right? Like all of them who's come before, including Potter, even though we finished 18th, 17th, 16th, right? But Nuno, around, around that, around that, right? But Nuno has taken a very average West Ham uh, Wolves, team, Wolves, right? To a high middle of the table, right? So challenging, you got into Europe, you got to semifinals. Mm-hmm. So why don't you think he could take a better squad? Because they spent. In, sorry, sorry, sorry. Taking a better squad, still having mended his players, were probably better 
players again because it's in London and take them to the top four, challenging for the league, challenging for trophies. Uh, so you've got Pochettino, right, from Southampton, Southampton, who did okay in Sevilla, right? He wasn't pulling up trees. He did okay. Oh, it's not good. Southampton yeah. got him. Was that Spaniel? Right? Spaniel. Southampton did okay. He wasn't great there either, but he had a good system. It worked really well at Spurs. So Nuno has a really good system at Wolves, right? Plays at a back three, counter-attacks, which is kind of is a better version of Mourinho right now, I'd say, right? So I'm not sure why you're so down on him because I think he's a, he's a really good coach. I think he has really good contacts, good Portuguese contacts, and I think he would actually be a good coach for you guys. I, I think he's fine. He's fine. Really, he's fine. He's it. We won't ship goals. And you're right, we'll score on the counterattack. Son, Bergvine, whoever else we have, Lucas up there. Luke, Kane's going to go if we bring Nuno in, in my opinion. Like Kane's like, listen, I could manage this thing. Um, you're, you're right. I, I think he's he's solid and he's fine. And um, the, the problem is that with what the, the fans are looking for and what the club promised is not a manager who sets up to defend and react to the opposition. Well, now you're you're right. You the fans, and, Mourinho, though, right? right. And I've also said in this podcast tonight that the fans earlier, I was joking, but the fans should not be making these decisions and the fans are generally kind of dumb. Um, right. That's why they're called fans short for fanatic. You are correct <laughs> that he has the, the makings. If you think about Spurs in the, in the echelon of the top six, the super six, the sky six, whatever the, the, journalists want to call it we're at the bottom of that right i mean that that's pretty straightforward we're top 10 in the world in revenue sedition six right the sedition six (laughs) but but you're right if we're going to exist in that top six and behave in that top six a manager like nuno makes sense you play on the front foot against the other 13 clubs and play on the back foot and the back back five against the other top five of the six you are correct it doesn't pain me to sign nuno like it would have pained me for I had to talk myself into Fonseca. Like you, that was eight. Like my Twitter timeline was like these stages of grief with Fonseca. <laughs> Gattuso was a disaster, and and even Pochettino, even even Conte. Like there, like I, there has not been a manager besides Potter that I haven't had to talk myself into. So Nuno, I get it. You're right, Christian. I, you, what you're saying is not wrong. It's just I don't see it with his style. But the style, it's kind of like what we're talking about with these international games. It's Portugal won Euro 2016 with basically Nuno as their manager. The, the it gets results. The, the part that's, that's been missing in the discussion, I have seen this nowhere on online. I mean, granted, I'm not uh, perusing the Spurs interwebs by any means. Don't. Um, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's for my own health. Um, is the discussion about the, the coaching philosophy. I mean, there seems to be uh, some sort of an, an understood or some sort of like, you know, bed, bedrock that managers are inflexible. They don't go outside of their own system. They have one system. They run that system regardless of who they are. That is, uh, I, I don't know where that came from. And maybe it just comes from the old idea that your coach is always right and you just play and do whatever he says. Even Mourinho flexed the system multiple times at, at, at different clubs. And so, I mean, the idea here is Nuno's coming from, you know, yes, he played a back three, played on the counterattack, he played, but it was at Wolves where he wasn't attracting players like he's going to be inheriting 
at Spurs. And like, he's going to be able to acquire with Patrici uh, at Spurs. I mean, realistically at this point, he could easily flex into a, a different system, a more adaptive system that plays into the players he has. I mean, you know, the idea that you, you play to your strengths and, and, you know, you change things as, you know, the opponent warrants as well. But I mean, you know, he's never, he's never taken charge of a, a, a team that has a son Kane Bale front three. A high caliber. Yeah. Right. You know what's I mean, funny? You're, you're right. And you know, what's hilarious about the fickleness of fans Two years ago, asked this question to Spurs fans. Every one of them would have taken Nuno. Absolutely. When he got when he got them into Europe, and I'm one of them. I am absolutely one of them. And I've got WhatsApp messages from some friends of mine who are like, "Man, Pochettino's out. Bring Nuno in." Like this is, and I willingly put myself in this category. I have done a 180 on Nuno in like 12 months, and Jimenez got hurt, and they sold Joe to late, and. And Moutinho got old in a heartbeat and they sold Doherty who's been terrible for Spurs, but Semedo was really bad for Wolves. And there's like, there's all these things. And I will eventually talk myself into Nuno because you guys have seen my Twitter timeline. I'll talk myself into anybody. Um, Except Gattuso. We're here to help you do Except that. Except Gattuso. That's I, fair. You're right. I would have Gattuso had to Google Gattuso's issues. Um, you did it for me. And I was like, no, I'm not a fan. Gross. <laughs> right, it's gross. Yeah. So to to Charles's point, the only coach manager in top flight that I've seen that has just absolutely refused to change systems is Mauricio Sarri. And all he did when he was at Chelsea was win us the Europa League. But he was absolutely in like, you could not. He played the same way for 38 weeks and he left after a year. I think Charles makes a good point. Chains yeah, Nuno Nuno plays a certain <laughs> way at Wolves. But that's because he's at Wolves. You have to make use of what you have. If you have a bunch of players who are good, not great, and they're, you know, it was the same thing that Tuchel did at Mainz. He changed the formation at Mainz, and they went from being in a relegation battle to staying up in the Bundesliga year after year after year, and he eventually got them a European spot in the Europa League. So you you make do with what you have. And then if you get the if you get a move to a club that has exponentially more funds and exponentially more pulling power, then you can start tinkling or tinkering with your ideas. You know, Tuchel was a perfect example when he came into That's Chelsea. Enough. He immediately put us into a three-five-two. You know, but next year, who's to say we don't go to a back four? So, and I I I, I really like Duno. Like you guys are right. There's a bunch of reasons why it might work. I think he's a really good human being, which is such a pivot from Jose and Gattuso. Like I was going to take Fonseca because he's a good dude. Like, you know what? He won't piss me off every week. He'll, he'll come out and not be scum. Like, that's fine. He, he's not got, I'm not going to mention the issues and I'm not going to go there. Um, and my, my, my response, Charles, is, you know, when, when a manager has displayed a, um, a preference over years, right? Like you don't talk to a manager who's told you for five years that he likes this way by the way he plays. And then be like, you know what? How do you like to play football? And he was like, well, if you watch every match I've ever played, I like to play this way. When, when the back, when his back is up against the wall, he's going to revert to what he's comfortable with. And it's defensive. It's just like Jose, when it didn't start going well with Spurs, what did we do? Right. 
Right. And I, that's my concern with Nuno. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I don't I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that there is an opportunity for him. There to, is to flex. And well, earlier, the, uh, I found it interesting. You talked about how, how Levy's in a no win position with the bringing in Patrici and, and, you know, what he does. I think there actually is a way for him to win. And, and in this scenario, again, of course, it, it hinges on Spurs having some semblance of success. But if Levy does what he's never done before, and he leaves Patricia to do his job, make decisions, and Levy spends. If Levy invests in who Patricia and Nuno want, they take this on and he goes full bore into it. I think that's the only that's the only scenario right now where he comes out looking like he's he's the smartest man in the room. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, that's why I think selling Kane makes the most sense. I agree. That, that's the only way that guarantees that. Yeah. Yeah. Sell him to Real Madrid. I wish. I would love to see Harry Kane try to speak Spanish. <laughs> Donde Estel Baño. Uh, 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 baño. <laughs> Pelota net. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Yeah. But it, the Spurs fans all like Nuno, like as a person. So that's at least a start, right? That, start. that was, you know, when we were linked to Gattuso, I was like, this is bait. <laughs> this is bait. It's gonna be it's gonna be Roberto Marni- Martinez after the Euros. They're just trying to piss us off with this Catuso thing. That, that was the Martinez yeah, thing like, was was funny to me. I was I was enjoying that one a lot for sure. Yeah. I think it'll be a good fit. We like Nuno a lot. I know in our Reds chat, Jen and I, when uh, Scuttlebutt was around December and January, we were having a hard time. And when Jurgen's mom died and he couldn't go out, he just looked sad and broken. And we actually discussed kind of internally. I mean, with us fans, we said, "Who would you like to see?" Who would you like to see take over? And one of the names we floated, Jen, was Nuno, right? I mean, so you I think I think it'll be a. You can't what? hate him. You're you can't hate Nuno, right? He's, so He's a good guy. Right. Yeah. The beard is like majestic, hundred yeah. percent. You all went from Klopp to Nuno. Yep. Really? That he was, was a name. Oh, no, we don't want to get rid of Klopp. I'm saying if he, he was ends up leaving. A name. If he like, ends up leaving, okay. you know. So hold on. They, All right. Breaking let's, news. Let's Liverpool wanted context. to sack Klopp for Nuno. No. No. <laughs> nobody wanted some context. Spurs, Spurs Pip. Spurs Pip Liverpool to Nuno. <laughs> Liverpool offloads <laughs> Salah. Then, Daily then offloads Klopp. Yeah, can't Liverpool get, offloads Salah to Number Egypt. one target, Nuno. DBG comes back in. Liverpool <laughs> like Spain. <laughs> Go back to their media. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So no, no, it may surprise you. We had some people that were part of the the little chat group that were very concerned that the wheels were falling off. Gif. And by some people, she means by some people she means me, of course. No, Skiff. No, I I saw the group chat. It was Skiff. He had some really unreasonable takes about Klopp, and he actually said that Liverpool should let um, Salago play in the Olympics. Yeah, he was very, very aggressive about that. Throw Salah to the Olympics. I was so proud of Skiff. First yeah. thing, how important Big the Olympics man for were. stepping up and and, and speaking yeah. on that. We kind of should. I mean, yeah, yeah. What's going to do? Go to Real Madrid. So shifting over to a couple of the other uh, rumors that are going Maybe. on, managerial and otherwise. Uh, apparently, Lucien Favre uh, has who looks set to sign his contract <laughs> uh, at Crystal Palace for a three-year deal may not be happening uh, he googled he, he googled crystal palace he, he was did. like wait what <laughs> he found out where they are and who is they that Bucking, he's like, buckingham he's like i'm C- following crystal? roy hodgson no no I can't. The, the queen what 
<laughs> um, well, yeah, they, they, it's not it hasn't completely fallen off it the wheels aren't off the wagon yet it's there there is the potential that this is uh due to the drawing up contracts and whatnot i i'm not a, I, basically uh, i'm I, saying that it's likely that it's done but it may not be fully done i just saw surprised. right before the pod there was a link that said uh he's not he's decided he's not ready to return to top flight football yet i'm like so he will take the palace job so he's or the job. <laughs> yeah in addition to that um, i'm going to kick it over to itk uh christian uh if he wants to give an update on the the longest transfer saga of all time so it depends when you hear this podcast but tomorrow Jaden sancho will be a manchester united player Ooh. huge news huge news wow he put his name on it too yeah big time so oh. good, good chance that that may happen tomorrow. It also may happen at the end of July. We don't know. Well, he's not playing uh, for England. So, so, <laughs> so do you, if you listen to this podcast in like thirty days, technically, <laughs> technically, it can still it, be it's, tomorrow. Yeah, it's still possible right. that it's tomorrow. So, I'm Christian. No matter what happens, I'm going to play this, and you're going to be right, just for your sake. I'm going to play this every <laughs> yeah. day, every day, <laughs> like five hundred days happens. of summer gonna, until you listen until to this podcast ends. about twenty six or twenty seven times. I think. <laughs> All right. And uh, something that we will talk about further probably next week on the on the podcast, just a quick update. Apparently UEFA has scrapped the away goal rule. Uh, for those who follow football at a regular basis, you're going to understand what this means. Uh, for those who don't, we will explain it next week. Um, but it is a, a, an immediate change, uh, starting with the uh, tournaments uh, this coming year. So this coming Champions League and, Euro- and Europa League will no longer and have the Conference the, League. Uh, conference League also. The, the what? Mm-hmm. Is anyone in that? <laughs> yes. Who? Yes. yes your, your future At runners At least one up, team. Tottenham. <laughs> runners up in the conference league? Wow, you don't really have much faith in yourself, do you? No, I don't. All right. But UEFA did make a clause uh, in the away goal rule, and I'm going to talk about it next week more often, but uh, it doesn't apply for Liverpool. Liverpool losing their own. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, all right, let me kick it over to Eric. Finish this off with a little bit world? of what in the world of football. Well, what in the world is is right. But if you remember a couple of seasons ago, we had some uh, some of my Reds brethren uh, traveled to the wrong area. They traveled, they wanted to go to Gank and they traveled to Ghent, right? But we had some French supporters last Saturday do the same thing. We had some, some French supporters. It was a little bit worse than that. To- yeah, actually flew to the wrong stadium. They're actually playing in Budapest, which is, uh, as we know, in Hungary. They actually boarded a flight that actually took them to Bucharest, which is the capital of Romania. And they didn't, they didn't notice it. They only noticed it um, after a couple of hours drinking with some Ukraine fans and met at the airport. And there were Romanian flags all over the place. The language is spoken in uh, uh, Romanian. And they didn't even notice until they had the wrong place. And they traveled in the center town of the bus, saw the, saw the stadium, and realized they made a huge, huge error. It's embarrassing. I can't imagine. Who was that? Some French, uh, fans. French supporters, French fans. But they hung around, right? Yeah, and decided to, to learn some culture. And then what happened? <laughs> then what happened? Where, where's France playing their uh, their knockout match? They are. They're playing their knockout match in Romania. In Bucharest. Right. So, in Bucharest, yeah. Little, so. little ITK. Little yeah. ITK so they just fans. were early. Yeah, right. They got the okay. Fabrizio nice, Romano. Nice. Here we go. That's right. A little yeah. early on the knockout stages. <laughs> nice spin. Oh, that's fantastic! All right, this is, uh, these zeros have been have been fun so far. To be honest, I I am I I love 
when there's summer football. I mean, last summer we got a treat because the Premier League was pushed back to the summertime and we got to watch football basically almost every day of the week. And now we're getting that back again, which is lovely. We get the Olympics coming up soon. Uh, so, I mean, it's not maybe not perfect football, but it's football nonetheless. So and happy to be here uh, and, and enjoying all this. Uh, this I'm excited for us to, to discuss again. Uh, after this weekend's games and see uh, see who goes through and who doesn't. Uh, Kyle, thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was great. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We hope to have you back again soon. Uh, and to all of our listeners, oh, we, will. we will see you next week. <laughs>